Hey guys, before we jump into the podcast today, I have a quick plug for my Kickstarter. The Mimic Enamel Pins are now live. I'm making uh, basically Mimic art supplies. So if you want to check that out, the link is down in the description. We're over halfway funded as of recording this. So I'd super appreciate any support you could give. Or if you want to share the post with any of your like art friends or D&D friends, that would be awesome. But anyway, thanks for listening and let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Roaring D20s. I am your all-knowing Dungeon Master, Scott Jones, and today we've got something a little bit different for you. Rather than our normal cast of characters, we've got the same people, but we're recording on a different day. So let's get those folks introduced. I'm going to go by what we have listed as our Zoom name. So let's go ahead and start with Bartholoruff. <laughs> yes, uh, I am Bartholoruff Sinclair. Um... I like to make dog noises instead of cat noises, which I've been doing this entire time, of course. If you haven't paid attention, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't you hear, Jesse? We cut all of those out. Oh, well, shit. Every single one. <laughs> uh, we'll get back to that later. I assume that he's going to have words for me, but let's move on to the aptly named Caitlin McKaig. Hi, I'm Caitlin McKaig, and I am too much of a goody two-shoes to change my Zoom name, so... <laughs> You know what, let's just go ahead and start it off right. Bartholomew, take inspiration for having something funny as your Zoom name. Oh, come Excellent. on! Excellent. I'm doing it that way. I'm doing it that way. But in the meantime, let's move on to the guy who literally changed his name two seconds ago, The Barbarian. Hi, I'm Jacob. I'm The Barbarian. That's all you can do. He's got one trick and two personalities. Uh, moving Scott, on to Uthier. Uthir. Uthir. It, it is Uthir. I am the wizard. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Is this guy is so I'm, I'm really confused. I didn't think unconscious people could speak. Uh, I am gesturing with one of my fingers. Oh, you know it's what? Here, um, uh, Uth, Uth here. Go ahead and take inspiration to use on your first death save. Oh, oh yay! <laughs> and last but not least, we have not the leader. Yes, that is me. I am not the leader. Just Marcus Whalen trying to not die. <laughs> All right, and so far we're doing well at that. So that being said, everybody but Caitlin does get inspiration for changing Fuck. their names on Zoom. Um, go ahead and mark that down. Boom. And we're going to go ahead and get student. started. Yeah, being a good student doesn't win you any points in my book. I'm the bad <laughs> teacher. So that being said, when last we met, things had died down a little bit after the events of the Kamani Mead Festival, the disastrous events of the Kamani Mead Festival. After recovering in the Temple of Pelor, the party got back together, were happy to see that they were all unharmed, and learned about the chaos and destruction that had occurred since their, uh, the end of their fight. They learned that several of the guards did pass, as did several of the um, guests of the Mead Festival. There were three bodies currently at the Meadery grounds. Those bodies had been identified as Nabat, who was uh, Caitlin's partner during the, the tours at the Meadery. 
The second body was identified as one Graham Knighton. Not really sure what's going on with that. The party hasn't investigated as of yet. And the third body was Alzen Dervish himself, owner and operator of the Kamadi Meadery. That being said, the mayor of Gil, Kasvin Moss, called the party into his office, and him, along with the heads of his security, Max and Jax, very good names, I know, and I have very distinct voices for them. Make sure to pay attention to see the difference. Um... The party was hired to find out not only what happened, but why. That being said, let's get started. The party is still on the metery grounds. You are still standing over the body, and if I remember correctly, Uther has discovered that there's a stab wound in Alzen Dervish. Take it away. There's a stab wound. <laughs> I take one drink and I almost spat it all over my microphone. Oh my lord. Oh my oh. Can we can we can we frame this episode like a really cheesy novella oh, yeah. detective thing? Like uh, if Uther pulls out his where were you voice again when we start interrogating people, then yeah, absolutely. It's gonna turn into one automatically. Oh, I'm so excited. My dear Uther. Yes, yes. It has been stabbed by some kind of knife. So it wasn't the damage of the metery falling that killed him? I don't suspect so. If you kind of look over his body, this is the only entry route. So he had to have died. The question is when? Um, can you give me a perception check, please, Uther? All right. First roll of the night. Don't screw it up. I don't know. That's a 15 for me. And plus my six. Uh, that's going to be a 21. A 21. So with a 21, it's very easy to see that while that is the only abnormal wound, all three of the bodies that you see in front of you have taken other damage. Uh, in fact, not to be too gruesome, but half of Alzen Dervish's face has been crushed. Uh, you assume that in the destruction of the metery itself, rubble fell on all three of these individuals. Uh, so not, none of the bodies are in any way pristine, but the stab wound does very much stand out. How much blood is there? Are you asking Uther or me? Uh, well, Uther in such that you as well. Well, based off of my investigation, what would I see? <laughs> oh boy. Um, here, not a ton. The bodies were moved here. This is not where they were found. Um, the cleric of Pelor, who is actually still there, who is one of the individuals who was showing you the bodies themselves, will let you know that due to the structural instability of what remains of the metery, it wasn't safe to perform your investigation there. So they put took all of the bodies out. I see. Um, I guess I turn to the cleric and I ask, uh, where where was he actually found? Like, where within the facility? Well, the cleric will turn to you and say, well, I didn't personally remove them, but from what I know, they were found. Um, and he kind of points to the southern end of the metery and says, it was near where the tours were going on. Interesting. I'm Is curious. That... Oh, go ahead. Is that safe enough to uh, investigate now? Um, probably not, no. And he points to the building itself, where you can see um, there's a giant hole in the metery, of course, where the, the dragon did bust out. I'm sorry, where the, the queen buzz beast busted out of the building. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> in case anybody had forgotten about that. Yeah. Um, so there was, there's a big hole in the metery. And uh, side note, actually, Bill, 
if you could go ahead and give me a perception check as well. Oh, uh, you know, just... Where is that? There it is. I'm going to make that a 12. A 12. That's enough. Strangely, um, the repaired wall is nowhere to be found. In fact, the entire bar that you destroyed and then was fixed is nowhere to be found. There is an, unconsci- there is an unconscious sigh deep in the recesses of my mind, just like, God damn it, my glory is gone! <laughs> <laughs> uh, that being said, the area where the tours were and the area where Caitlin and Abbot were stationed um, is kind of right next to the vicinity, and you can see that half of the roof is still standing, but even as you look, uh, a, a, a breeze goes through the metery grounds. You can see the leaves on the trees in the yard start to blow, and the building rocks physically. Mm. Hmm. Well, friends? So, no. (laughs) I'm kind of curious to look at Nabot, since I saw her kind of most of the evening. Um, Can I kind of look at her closer to see if if I see anything that's off? Sure. Go ahead and give me an investigation check. Uh, that'd be a 16. A 16? Not really. Um, Nabot is wearing the same attire that she was wearing the last time you spoke to her, and when you saw her unconscious, when you started, like, originally dragging bodies out, um, you do notice that there are several empty paper cups in one of her pockets. Of course. But that's really then, but that's not really out of the ordinary, considering what you knew about her. She right. died the way she lived. <laughs> drink drunk. Drink. <laughs> <laughs> drink, drink, drink. Oh god. Not that not that Marcus would know that. Um at the same time, Marcus is going to uh, investigate Graham Knighton's body. Uh okay. What are you looking for? Uh papers, uh like maybe books or any identification or um loose change. Okay, give me an investigation check as well, please. That's a weird thing for the leader to want. (laughs) The last one was a joke. Wait, hold on, no! (laughs) (laughs) Ah. Investigation. Uh, 21. You find four copper pieces. I did not want these. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But really, aside from that, you don't really see anything out of the ordinary. He's wearing an outfit that would indicate that he was some kind of a manager, you would guess, Mm -hmm. here at the meadery. He's wearing the meadery colors. Um, His body is also... A little bit grotesque. One of his legs is definitely not supposed to be pointing that way, I swear. Mm. And let's not mm. even get started on whatever it was that hit his face at the end. But nothing really strikes you as out of the ordinary. I mean, Graham Knighton was a gnome, so he was a rather small in stature. He had longer hair, a bit of a bald mm. spot in the back. Um, looks peaceful in death. It's all you mm. really know. You don't really know a lot about this individual. And uh, can I check for stab wounds and things like that as well sure that would have been part of the investigation check you just sure, made sure. it okay. doesn't look like there's anything out of the ordinary on this body well, then it seems friends that these other two died of mm, rocky causes <laughs> uh, <is> there... <laughs> <laughs> audio listeners so I... at home you can't see just how much i'm shaking my head <laughs> <laughs> i guess one more thing I want to check, and I don't know if this would be investigation or if, like, what it might be. Um, is there any way that we could detect if there was some type of magical thing that happened to them or if they were poisoned by chance? 
Um, it's doable. For poison, you would probably be the only one that would be able to do that, given your background in nature as a whole. Um, I'm gonna need you to give me a medicine check for that, but that's not gonna cover the magic element. Okay. Uh, 16. 16 does not appear to be poisoned. You look for some of the common signs. You check his eyes to see if there are any, is any discoloration. You check his veins to see if you can see anything there. You check for puncture wounds. Um, you check the edges of, and I assume you're searching. Are you searching the other two or are you searching all? Yeah, I would like to, I want to, uh, I want to search first all of us and Dervis and then I was going to go through and do the other ones. What was that name? I shush. <laughs> I'm having a hard time today. It's okay. I, I can't keep track of names even when I'm on top of my game. That being said, um, nothing on the other two to indicate that there was any sort of foul play. And the last place that you check would be the stab wound itself to see if you can find any traces of whatever material might have been used. See if you can see if the knife that killed him had been coated in something. And you don't find any evidence. Okay. Hmm. It's a stab wound. It's a stabby stab. It's a stabby stab. It's a gross stabby stab. <laughs> it's not a good stabby stab. It's not good. He dead. Oh, she very dead from a stabby stab. Well, friends. In this seems... case. Sorry, God. It, it seems that um, it might be dangerous to investigate the uh, the building itself. Um, perhaps we should see about uh, getting into uh, Mr. Dervish's home. See if there's anything about uh, anything more about this foul play. So, I think so. Why is this guy important? This uh, Graham guy, he just happened to be one of the bodies that was found in there, or what What was he doing there anyways? Um, from what I gathered upon his body, it seemed that he was a manager of the, um, the meadery. I can't see why it would be out of place for him to perish there, given the incident. Hmm. I wonder if we could find the location of his lodgings as well. Like, maybe we could investigate his home, see if he received any types of letters or anything. Um, and then we could also check the barracks, since uh, I assume Nabot was staying with the rest of us over there since she was hired help. But I guess we could maybe look into that and search everyone's belongings if we can't go search the building. Um, I wonder if we can... Idea. Real quickly, is is there any other management here on, on the grounds? Um, on the grounds, you do find uh, Dervish's assistant, the one who was yelling at uh, <laughs> at not the leader over there after the <laughs> incident with the wall. I'll go and approach that person. I'll follow. Yes? Uh, yeah. Um, so this uh, Graham Knighton person is supposed to be a manager here, right? Uh, he was one of them. He oversaw bottling. He oversaw bottling. Uh, very good. Um, was he, was he scheduled to, to be in the in the meadery at that time, or was he supposed to be anywhere else? Uh, the assistant kind of stops and he cocks his head a little bit, as though he's thinking about it. And you get the impression that the thought hadn't crossed his mind. And he says, "Now that you mention it, no. Most of the managers were on the grounds overseeing the festival itself. I mean, the the bottling plant is where we had our tours for the most part." And actually, at that point, the assistant will turn and look at you, Caitlin. Um, assuming, are you over there or are you staying with the bodies? Yeah. Assuming, yeah, I, I yeah uh, he'll turn to you and say, did you, did you see him? Not that I remember. I don't remember seeing anyone else except the people on the tours. And I think her name was Lena. And mm -hmm. I think that was it. It was just us. 
Um, at that point, uh, he'll nod his head and he'll turn to you, Uther, and say, And you? You were on the catwalks above, were you not? Um, yes, I, I was in the catwalks. Uh, before this whole thing occurred, what I did notice is that one of the doors leading into what I was assuming was further in the factory, where the beast, I would say, uh, was kept, um, was broken open. Uh, however, I did not see anyone suspicious at the time. A door was open, you say? There was. Can you describe what the door looked like? Can you describe where it was in the factory? And where are you getting this information as to this, this being where the, the beast was kept? Well, um, as security... Uh, well, first of all, uh, side note, I don't re- actually remember what the door looks like. <laughs> um, it, it, when he asks what it looks like, um, the question that he really wants answered in this case is where it was. And it was kind mm-hmm. of on the offshoot. Um near where the tours were yeah it went into a different room that wasn't being used on the tours okay and that was like towards the back right if i remember correctly towards the back yeah okay well the door was in the back uh away from the rest of the tour group and um i went to investigate because i thought that was a little bit odd um considering everything that he told us everything should be locked and secured they don't want you know wandering people just uh getting in anywhere so i decided to investigate um and then i had um uh crap my brain just shut uh shut off (laughs) lithai (laughs) i had lithai with me and so we went in it was pretty quiet in there, but I heard a faint buzzing. Obviously, we know what that buzzing was now. I thought it was machinery, but nothing seemed to be on. And so as we proceeded forward, everything went into chaos, and then, you know, everyone started yes, freaking out because the, rest, the beast uh, exploded <laughs> out of the building. That's interesting that you mentioned that. And he kind of goes through, um, he makes a couple of descriptors asking you exactly where the door was and you can answer in kind we won't we won't have to go over that and he says from what you're describing that sounds like the management office i suppose it wouldn't be out of place for uh, mr knighton here to have been there but i can assure you that no beasts were being kept there do we know this uh the assistant's name uh yes you remember his name is lucian uh, Lucian, uh, did you know this beast was being kept in the metery? No, I did not. I am going to incite that. Or I'm going to so, try to say, tell if he's bluffing, I should say. There it is. Go ahead and yeah. give me an insight check. Oh, okay. I remember your your preference a little late, but I remember. Well, I appreciate that. I got <laughs> a 23! Um, with a 23, it, he seems genuine, yes. Uh, you look around, you you look at the expression on his face, you check his eyes to see if there's anything shifty about them, and he mm-hmm. looks tired. He looks worried. He looks upset. But he doesn't look shifty. You don't think he's lying. Mm. Lucian, you were Mr. Dervish's assistant for how long? Uh, the last 50 years or so. How could he have kept this from you? I have absolutely no idea. The metery was well established by the time I started working here, I can assure you of that. I know that he kept the the secret to the honey flavor of the mead just that, a secret. Most of the employees here wouldn't have known about it. In fact, I'm not sure anyone other than Mr. Dervish himself did. But he I, had... I, hmm? I've been through the metery hundreds, if not thousands of times. 
I've never seen anything to indicate that the beast was being kept there. Hmm. So the yeah, question is, mm-hmm. after all this time, there are obviously workers that have to produce the mead. How does no one else besides him know the recipe? Well, for the well, most part, he has his ways. He comes up with the extract that we use to flavor the mead. We don't question it. They do everything from there. In fact, they turn it into the alcohol. But the sweetener, which is most likely what came from any motions into the air, the the, the big buzzing beast. <laughs> the buzz beast. How was the yeah, sweetener from brought the buzz in? We don't ask questions like that. Well, it's kind of like... Well, did it arrive what? just by crates? Barrels? Well, Uther, I mean, if you were to produce wine, you wouldn't ask which field it came from. You just have the grapes in a barrel. It's the same idea. These workers were just provided the honey to make the mead. They didn't know any better. Yes, but somebody had to extract the honey, and was right. it always Mr. Dervish? He might not be one to get his hands dirty. Yeah, somebody has to bring it in. That's my point. Who are those somebodies? I could have been a separate team. Don't actually have your answer. I apologize. Mr. Dervish kept the secret of the honey very close to his chest. Even I didn't know where it came from. Mm. Mm, fair, fair. Um, I see. Rich people, am I right? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> don't, don't get him started. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm just... I'm so curious. I wish we could get into that manager's office again. I know that it's been destroyed with the rest of the factory, but like if we could just get in there and see maybe what was left over from whatever you heard, Uther, there had to have been something there. Mm, True. We can go investigate there. Um, Just out of curiosity, was, was there any... I should say repeat offenders over the years uh, f- during the festival that kept causing trouble or tried to sneak away or, uh, you know, uh, the like. Or people hell-bent on getting the recipe. Um, and he thinks for a moment. And he says, well, I mean, Armistice is always looking to get the recipe, but they were never really one for back alley means. They attempted to buy Kamani over and over and over again, but of course Mr. Dervish would say no. Well, hmm. Here's a here's an interesting question. Was there anyone new in town this year that might have been notable? Uh, I mean... <laughs> or new employment. Not, not part of the guard or for the festival, however. Ah... Yes, new guards, or perhaps a new um, competitor, or maybe some nobles, or some such. Well, aside from you, not really, no. Hmm. The others have already had well-established history. In fact, Barnum, who has been with the festival not quite as long as it's been in place, but for a number of years now, if he hadn't recommended you as highly as he did, we wouldn't have hired you on. Very well. Uh, is there any way we can have access to uh, Mr. Dervish's or Mr. Knighton's um, homesteads? Uh, as far as Mr. Dervish is concerned, I, I, I suppose I will have to, to look into it. I admit his home is not here in Gill. He would stay here. He had a room in the meadery, but as with the rest of the building, that's not really accessible at this point. Um, as for Mr. Knighton, let me let me ask around. I'll see if I can find out where he lived. Very well. I don't, know if this, oh, I don't know if this uh, means anything, um, but we do have 
the mayor on our side to help us uh, with this investigation to get us some access, possibly. Access to where? I guess wherever we need. In this case, Mr. Knighton's. He seems to be the only one that's out of place. Well, at the end of the day, I can ask, but assuming we have access to his homestead, if he had any family or anything like that, it's really up to them as to whether or not you're led into the home, not us or the mayor. But I can find the information for you. Very well. would be appreciated. Is there any other um, parts of the meteor that might be safe to um, investigate? Oh. I'm, af- I'm afraid not. We're we're going to get a crew in here. We have some folks who are very familiar with earth magic. We're going to see if they can't either repair the damage that has been done or tear the factory down. Uh, and he looks very upset when he says that. To build a new war. And then he just kind of stops. And you can see... When he was talking to you before, you you specifically, Mock, has noticed all of the emotions that were kind of going through his face when you tried mm-hmm. to see if he was lying to you. And now the only thing you can see is defeat. He looks very upset right now. Lucian, what did you think of Mr. Dervish? As far as I was aware, he was a brilliant man. He paid his employees very well. People flocked here for the mead. They loved working here. I mean, he... His... <sighs> His money sustained the town. Marcus he, nods. He helped me out. He helped all of these people out. He he helped Mr. Knighton here out when he needed it. If we needed things, he provided for us. And I... I, I don't know what Gil's going to do without him. I don't know that the town will survive. Marcus uh, reaches out and kind of like puts a hand on... Lucian's shoulder and kind of like pat pat like uh, Lucian it's going to be okay whether you all need to leave or not you'll all find a way I'm sure of it you are your own people after all you don't need Mr. Dervish as much as he did provide but he seemed to have been murdered so if you did like the man if you did appreciate what he did for you and the others Anything you can bring to us as we continue our investigation of this matter would be most helpful. Make a persuasion check. Come on, baby. Good roll. I would like to use my inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> one of those rolls. It, it was the worst kind of roll. It was oh. a natural one kind of roll. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to use a different dice. I'd like to think I was very vaguely convincing. No. How likely is Snake Eyes on a D20? <laughs> <laughs> oh, one in, no! One in 400. Well, it just happened. Can I provide a help action? It really depends. Typically, I don't allow that after the roll has been made. God damn it. Yeah, um, that was as critically failing as I possibly could do. Um, As you reach out to Lucian and you kind of pat him on the shoulder, um, you miss a little bit, and you actually manage to smack his glasses off of his face. <laughs> um, so when you're when you're asking him, it's like, anything you can provide? He says, excuse me. I, and he goes, and, and all of the, the weakness that you had heard in his voice and mm. his perhaps willingness to help vanishes in an instant. Uh, and as he picks up his glasses, he says, I will let you know when I find out about Mr. Knighton. Until then, good day. <sighs> Such a good speech, too. That was a really good speech. <laughs> Way to go, I pat leader. you on the back. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, make a persuasion check. No, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> you knock Marcus's glasses that he didn't know he had off of his face. <laughs> I can't believe I got two ones. Oh. I know oh, the odds what? now. Listen, what listen, Chris, it's okay. It happens to me too. I roll yeah. double twenties all the time. Wow, <laughs> good for yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, maybe at the top of slime climb. <laughs> you don't know just how much that triggered me. <laughs> I hate that game so much. <laughs> um, well, right, if we can't, on. if we can't go in the metery, can we go around it? I don't know if we'll be able to find a lot outside of the building but who knows things could have exploded out of rooms that have been scattered outside of the building i know it's too dangerous to go in but i don't think it's too dangerous to walk the perimeter at least i agree um at this point are you talking to the cleric because lucian's uh, left <laughs> the team and then i'll go ask permission <laughs> if that sounds good we are the permission <laughs> oh, that's true. We are our own permission. That's we are right. the Brood Squad. We have Detective Beignet <laughs> on the case. <laughs> I feel like I I wish we could have this dynamic, Josh, of you being Sokka and like I'm Katara and you're like she's piecing all the like bits together and you're like, up, oh, hello, pipe, pipe and hat. hat. <laughs> Wait, are you saying you love him like a brother? <laughs> Um, in, in, oh my gosh. in this game, yes. <laughs> in this character role, yes. I couldn't help it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I mean, so if that sounds like a good idea to you guys, we could at least just see if there's anything outside of the building that we could maybe stumble across. I, I don't we know. Just look around. No need to ask for permissions. Exactly. I also would like to see where they tried to pull his body out of. See if there maybe, maybe, perhaps the murder weapon is close by or something. I, I'm gonna turn to our new uh, our new extra rogue. Uh, yes, <laughs> lady, you extra. <laughs> what did um, you call me? <laughs> <laughs> She's extra. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to her. Anything for you, Marcus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna ask. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna ask her. Did Did you know anything about um, Graham Knighton? Did you have any dealings with him uh, in your employment here? I was a contract worker. I was brought on specifically for the festival. Ah, uh, very well. That's all there is to it. Uh, anything for you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I only did that because of your Fall Guys comment. Ha. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was um, a funny Fall Guys it, it was a It was a funny Fall Guys <laughs> Um Okay, so that being said, what's the plan? Where's the party headed at this point? Um, I think I would like to look around the outside of the building, maybe just see if there's anything left, or maybe if there's any people that shouldn't be there that are trying to collect evidence that we'll need to get. Because I'm just so afraid of these, like, earth magicians coming in and then, like, just ruining evidence. Earth I magicians, agree. fire magicians, wind <laughs> magicians, everything Jazz changed. hands. Little did you know that Uther will become the Avatar magician. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that one episode where Aang gets shot by lightning, but it's every every single time. <laughs> yes. Wow, thank you. <laughs> you know what's really upsetting there, Bill? You already have inspiration. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That okay. was funny. 
It's okay. I don't have anything better to do with it than just stare at the remains of what used to be my glorious wall accomplishment while like Beethoven's Sonata so 14 let me, plays. Let me get this straight. You are upset that the wall that you destroyed is destroyed again. I didn't do it. Uh, <laughs> it should have been me. It should have been me. I see. I see. Well, that's a shame. Tragic. Tragedy. Um, okay, so if you want to go ahead and circle the building, you can. Mm -hmm. um, is there any area in particular you're looking for? Uh, I know, Josh, you had mentioned the area where the bodies were found. Uh, I will tell you that that's not outside. That is pretty near the, the epicenter. That's pretty near where everything happened and is not going to be accessible. Oh, I see. I thought there would be some like path that they made to grab the bodies and pull them out or something. Uh, okay. You're welcome to go and check, but not likely. Not likely. What about starting at all the entrances, perhaps? Uh, I guess, or exits, or in this case now, doors that lead nowhere. Right. <laughs> now, the entrances to the grounds or the entrances to the meter itself? Uh, to the meter itself. Okay. So as you begin to circle the building, you take note of the rest of the meter as a whole. You had really been focused in one corner where the barracks were held or and where the bar was, where the fight may or may not have ensued. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll never know. There's no evidence of it anymore. Correct. <laughs> uh, as you go around the building, there are a number of places where you assume entrances were at some point. The building is pretty well and thoroughly destroyed, or at least the, the southern and eastern parts of it are. Uh, the northern and western parts have pieces of rubble that are in front of a lot of the, the entrances to the building. Uh, there is one door that almost looks accessible but as you get a little bit closer to it the building sways again and the door which is no longer locked kind of falls off of its hinge and you can see that inside is just piles and piles and piles of rocks hmm that's useful it's a bit of a mess right now um caitlin yes need a perception check from you come on give me a good roll don't give Ooh, me better than me don't give me not the leader snake eyes god <laughs> Uh, that was actually pretty good. A 21. A 21. As you round the corner and head towards the southeastern side, nearing the part of the metery that you were at one point familiar with, you catch a, a very familiar scent in the air. It smells like a bottle of something that you just recently replaced. So my rose tonic. Mm. And we didn't find our, our boil of thigh. Can I try to follow the scent or like see... Yeah, I, okay. absolutely. Okay. With that roll, you start making your way through some of the pieces of rubble that are there. You're being relatively careful, but since this part of the metery is uh, more destroyed is kind of the word that comes to mind, there's less risk of things falling on you, but more risk of you getting trapped if you go the wrong direction. As you begin to pick your way through the rubble, you realize you're making your way towards the barracks, and... As you get nearer, the scent gets stronger and stronger until you find several sets of belongings just strewn out across the floor, destroyed for the most part. Oh, shit. Are they... I'm assuming they're not mine, but they must be... Are they mine? They're yours. Fuck! Oh, god damn it. And it's near the barracks? It's... A little bit outside of where they were at one point. Okay. I... Fuck. Because I would have had my bag and my book, if anything, but all my the rest of my shit probably got trashed. 
Um, guys, someone's been through my shit. You guys should check your bags, too. We should go investigate our things and see if anything has been taken. I'm going to kind of look through my stuff and see if anything's missing or if anything was left behind by the person who did this. Um, as you begin to take a look around at your bag in particular, you notice that the origin of the scent, which is it wasn't so much a scent trail as the scent was so strong at its origin that you were able to catch it. Uh, your new bottle of rose tonic is destroyed. God damn it. <laughs> You're sure somebody moved this and it wasn't a result of the explosion? That I would mean, be my first guess. But why just mine? Wouldn't your guys' stuff be here too? It is. Never mind. <laughs> for the record, no, nobody was saying anything as to whether or not they were looking for their stuff. Everyone's belongings that they didn't keep with them during their guard rotation. It's not, nothing's destroyed. You're not losing anything from your inventory. And it's not just yours. Every one of the guards' belongings has been strewn about, and you would guess that it is probably the result of an explosion rather than somebody actively tampering with your belongings. Okay. I'm pretty so sure the, my buzz, things the this... buzz beast decided to, to do something. <laughs> to summarize, <laughs> this whole encounter was so that I could tell Caitlin her rose tonic is destroyed again. I hate you! <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the episode, guys. Have a nice day. <laughs> God damn it! Um... I keep so then, all my belongings in this handy travel pack. Wow. Good for you, Marcus. I'm so glad for you. Me, on the other hand, have 10 favorite shirts, so I need a separate bag for those. And your travel packs probably would have been here in the barracks as opposed to on your person. Well, I mean, I keep like a little side satchel. Oh, that was, that was to Marcus. Oh, His never mind. His stuff is here, too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, then I find my stuff and I pick it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every, everybody give me a quick investigation check, except for Caitlin, since you already have your stuff. Oh, I got a 20 now. <laughs> <laughs> 23. And that's 20? Yeah, not 20. Excellent, excellent. 17. Uh, All right, 17, 19, Bill? 14. 14. Wow, very good, Bill. I'm surprised. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised, too. After a little while, you do all manage to find your belongings. Um, everything appears to be intact, for the most part. Some of your clothing and other items are a little bit squished, but okay. The other thing that you find... Who got a 19? 19. 19. You... Bartholoruff, <laughs> uh, as you go through and start searching for your belongings, you actually find a couple of other packs, uh, packs that you recognize, actually. Hmm. One of them belonged to Aeson, and the other belonged to Lathai. I'll gather those up for now. Okay. And for the record, can I get an intelligence check from you, Caitlin? Intelligence... Uh, that's a 16. Just in regards to something that you had said a little bit earlier, your boy Lathai is in the Temple of Paylor. You have seen him since. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. I must have forgot that from our last time. It was a long time um, ago. <laughs> that, was yeah. a, that was a new theory moment anyways. Yeah. yeah. He was very upset slash somewhat okay that Lathai was alive. <laughs> <laughs> I remember now. Um, okay, I guess with the packs being scattered, would there be any way for me to try to find Nabots. I know we probably weren't in the same barrack, um, but is there a way that I could maybe look through and see if any other packs might have a sign that it's hers or... 
I'm Any of her belongings? To be a little more specific as to what sign you're looking for, given what you know about Nabot. Because actually, you uh, were all in the same general barracks. They didn't discriminate based on uh, gender or anything like that. So I remember her being a dwarf. Mm -hmm. So I could either see, I mean, one, the obvious thing of her name, but I don't think her name would be on her baggage. Look for alcohol. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say either, either copious amounts of alcohol or I think. A lot of dwarfs, do they follow cord? Uh, it really depends on what... I don't even remember if tribe is the right word, but it depends on which dwarves you're talking about. You yeah, I know it. About Nabot. Yeah, it kind of is different. So I guess I'll look for... Since I don't even know what god she would follow, I would say I'm going to try to look for one that has either a lot of alcohol or something reminiscent of like her name or something. Sure. Yeah, uh, if you could go ahead and give me a perception check based on smell. Okay. <laughs> Man, I got a good sniffer. Hell yeah. 22. 22. Um, after kind of scouring through the barracks, looking for any sign, you do catch just, just a brief whiff of alcohol on the air. Uh, and as you get closer and closer, you find a pack that is soaking wet. Lovely. All right, I'm going to pick it up okay as you do something drips from the bottom of it uh opening up the top of the the pack will reveal that there were several bottles of honey mead that had been smashed open <laughs> oh and there's glass all that good all product um instead of reaching my hand into the pack i'm gonna Damn try it. to yeah <laughs> nice try <laughs> <laughs> caitlin's smarter than that <laughs> i'm gonna fool me I'm, once caitlin or caitlin uh, both. <laughs> God, that makes it so hard for this self-insert. Anyway, I'm going to flip it over and shake the bag out and see if there's anything else besides just the bottles and the shattered glass. Sure, absolutely. As you turn it over, um, a couple of other things come out of it, which, first of all, the shattered glass, there's a lot of it. it you don't know exactly how many bottles were in this pack, but Nabot seemed like a strong individual when you, when you talk to her, and her pack is rather large. A lot of glass falls out of the pack. Um, and as you kind of look through, for a moment, it doesn't seem like there was anything else. But then you see a couple of pieces of paper kind of under the pieces of glass. Okay. I'm going to try to fish them out amongst okay. the glass. You take... I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it's, I it's take 10 enough. damage. No, no, no. no. It's, <laughs> it's easy enough to get through the glass itself. And as you pick it up, uh, you find that one of them, the parchment that it is on, despite being soaked, reminds you of stationery. It seems like it at one point would have had a letter. Unfortunately, due to the soaked nature of it, it's now illegible. Um, the other thing is a drawing. Um, as you take a look at it, you kind of get take in the details that haven't been washed out and the, the colors that haven't been washed away by the alcohol's presence. Uh, it seems like a group of individuals just kind of banded together. You can make out Nabot's features and some other folks near her, and they're all laughing and smiling. Oh. I'm going to hold on to both of these. I know one of them's illegible, but I just I want to keep a hold of it just in case. Um, and then I'll just hold on to it and see what I'll do with it later. Okay. Um, I guess that's all I can think of for her stuff. Okay. Are you waiting for somebody else to chime in? <laughs> Wait, somebody else chime in. I'm Is just, anybody else doing anything at the barracks here? If I'm not, literally just staring, watching this unfold, hearing all the sound, and I'm and I'm giving like a like a look, like really, 
<laughs> really, what Bartholomew? <laughs> and I just point to to the to the ground with all the glass on it. Do you not see all the other rubble on the floor? I'm barely adding to this. You're making a mess. <laughs> this was already a mess. Ugh, we really more of a mess. with the evidence. <laughs> Dumps glass all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you remember to come clean this up later. Oh, yeah, sure. I will 100% remember Scout's honor to come clean up this glass. Marcus, you heard it here first. <laughs> Why do I care? Because you're the leader. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> would it be improper of us to investigate these other bags that we have with, uh, from Lathai and you know, the ones that you picked up? Aeson and Lathai, I think? Yes. I mean, sure, we absolutely can. And Aeson was also at the uh, temple, right? Did we see him? Did anyone remember? I don't recall seeing him. Yeah, I don't. Well, let's start with Aeson's pack, then. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It was a bit of a, um, and how would you call it? Top of that, Lathai was with me the entire time, so it's not like he could have snuck off to do anything in particular. Unless he was working with somebody. <laughs> it's Uther's worst nightmare. He's clearing Lathai. Much as I hate it. You never can tell with nobility, though, Uther. <laughs> It's the 1%. <laughs> Would you like to check his bag while I check Aeson's? No, I'd rather do the opposite. Oh, okay. Here you are. I'll, I'll hand him Aeson's bag and, and I'll look through Lathai's. Okay. Um, as you both kind of look in, I need investigation checks, please. Okay. Ooh, that one was kind of crappy. Uh, 12. I got 11. 11. Okay, excellent checks from both of you. Uh, as you open up the bags, the first thing that each of you sees is a book. Hmm. Um, it's a rather large book in the case of Aeson, and a rather small book in the case of Lathai. Uh, as you dig further in the packs, Bartholomew, you find, as you go through um, Lathai's belongings, several other books, um, a quill, parchment, and a typical pack that you might find on some kind of adventurer. Okay. Nothing Anything really out of the ordinary. Special about the inside of the book? Uh, as you open it up, what languages do you speak? Uh, common, Elvish, and Sylvan. It is not in a language that you recognize. Is it an orc? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know orc. That's why I'm checking. I'll, I'll, I'll show it to the book. Be like, does anyone, can anyone read this? All right. I know common, infernal, orc, and Sylvan. I know um, common, thieves can't, and undercommon. Thieves can't's not really a language yeah. that you'd write down in a book. Right. I have Dwarvish. Right. Uh, unless somehow we find out that Bill is a huge scholar. <laughs> <laughs> well, none actually. Of you, <laughs> none no, of you I am close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe Lothai can explain it to us when we see him later. And I'll put the book back in. Okay. And, what about uh, you, Luther? Well, I'm, I'm taking a look at the book as well. The one that I got. Okay. Um, as you open it up, it's a picture book. Oh, It's a picture book for children. <laughs> and then you recall that Aeson wasn't exactly the most learned individual. <laughs> I look for secret codes in the children book. 
Okay. Go ahead and, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to give me a straight intelligence check, and that's gonna be what you're doing for a Thieves while. Thieves can't. I rolled a one. No, I'm you joking. rolled a one. Okay. <laughs> no. Um. All right. Uh, oh, so you didn't to roll at all? I got you. No, no, I didn't actually roll. Lies and slander. <laughs> <laughs> no, in reality, I would check to see if it, if there was anything. Um, I don't know, like magically hidden within any of the items, like if anything pings as a magic item. Uh, sure, give me an Arcana check. Where's my Arcana? Oh, that's also high. All right. Well, I would hope so. Yeah, hmm. I got a seventeen on that one. Seventeen? Mm-hmm. Nada. Okay. So nothing magical about this. There are just ordinary items. I don't know if anything was going to be. Um, Mm, disguised or maybe hidden writing or something like that, but doesn't seem like it. So, but this is just our barracks. What about others? As far as you know, all of the guards were staying in this this area. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. In this case, um, I don't know. Maybe we can interview a few people, see if stories line up, or see if they saw anybody suspicious. Yeah, I wonder if we could... Talk to anyone else. Like, did we see Lena at all out and about? Not yet. All right, we should go look for her because she was helping us with the tours. She might have seen some people come in and out that she wasn't aware of. She might have seen uh, Graham Knighton as well. Yeah. So maybe we could go search for her and then see if we can find anyone else who might have been working in the metery at the time, or at least around the grounds. I'm just trying to think where else we could go. I don't know. We we have to kind of piece a timeline of what happened, of like, when tour started, where was everyone during that time, and then uh, at the beginning, and then where they ended up towards the end when the events happened. Yeah. So, I, one thing that I will say um, is we're missing the motive behind all of this. You know, uh, it's trying to figure out who done it uh, kind of stories. Uh, one thing that people always forget about is the motive, um, which is advantageous for some people sometimes. Um, but who had the most to gain out of this? Uh, wasn't Armistice Metery um, a competitor? Do you think maybe that might be someone to talk to as well? Someone to, might... where the representative is? It might be good to talk to them, but I know that they were looking to purchase. So I feel they wouldn't want to destroy something they wanted to profit off of. But it could be docking out competition. I just, I don't know. Maybe we could talk to someone who's here from that metery or something. I, I would hope they would still be here since things are under investigation. But it might. Or they might have. They might have left. Yeah, they might have fleed in the chaos, too. Let's, I guess, I mean, you guys let me know what you think, too. We could go start with Lena and then try to find someone from the metery as well. I mean, the, uh, the armistice, 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 <laughs> metery. <laughs> that sounds fine to me, honestly. Yes. Okay, so where are you uh, headed first? Um, well, I assume that Lena potentially was in the metery when things were happening, she might have been injured, mm -hmm. so I want to go check the temple again and see if maybe she's there recovering. Sure, absolutely. Um, so as the party makes their way 
out of the metery grounds, you are actually approached by Lucian, um, who will come up straight to you, Marcus, and you notice that his glasses are slightly crooked. Um, <laughs> and as he comes up to you, and he says, I, I found the information that you requested. Um, as far as I'm aware, uh, Mr. Dervish didn't actually have any property in Gil aside from the metery itself. I'm not entirely certain where his residence is. Uh, Mr. Knighton, on the other hand, did live in town, um, and he gives you directions to someplace north of, uh, just north of town, where a lot of the residential district is. Um, I'm told that uh, his mother is in his home as well, so you will have her to contend with. Very well. Thank you for accusing uh, that information. Of course, of course. And he kind of straightens his glasses a little bit and says, Will there be anything else? Mm. Lena? Do you happen, was, yeah, do you happen to know where Lena is? She was running the tours, and I wasn't sure if maybe she was off recovering or if she was somewhere else. Uh, last I had checked, she had sustained a fairly bad blow to the head. Uh, she, did you not see her in the temple? I must have missed her. I would check there. Okay. And then, is anyone from the Armistice Metery here, by chance? Like... No, Proctor and crew up and left shortly after they were discharged from the temple itself. Okay. All right, I guess let's start with let's start with the temple and go find Lena. Okay. Um, so you make your way out of the grounds of the metery. Uh, as you go through town, people are still very cautious. Uh, anybody who's in town and passes by the metery grounds will stop and stare, rubbernecking as we call it. They seem to be looking at the destruction, looking at the people who are still attempting to pull bodies from the rubble. Um, and as you get closer and closer to the temple, the number of people that are there grows. And now that you are able to take a proper look, now that you have recovered yourselves, you can see that a lot of the guests from the Mead Festival are, if not in the temple, they're around the temple. The number of people who have been in some way injured um, is probably in the hundreds. Damn. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, as you make your way back into the temple, the clerics of Paylor, recognizing you, will welcome you in. And you do actually find Lena in the back. Uh, she is on a bed. You can see there is a large bandage wrapped around her head. And her eyes are open, but kind of glazed over as you approach. Okay. Um, I guess I'll approach slowly and, like, kind of put a hand on her arm to see if she responds at all. Watch your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is no response. Um, I guess I'll ask a cleric to come over, like, kind of wave one down and be like, Hi, um, do you know, I guess, what her state is right now? Is she comatose from her head injury? Has she shown any signs of response? Um, the, the cleric will look at you and look down at her and says, Oh, oh, this was our special case. Um, no, we've had to put her to sleep. Um, there was a bit of an incident shortly after she was brought here. She's quite alive, I assure you. She's been magically put to sleep. I can wake her up if you like, but not, preferably not for very long. Okay, can you explain what the incident was before we wake her up? Um... Well, she was screaming quite loudly when she came in here, uh, complaining about a buzzing that just wouldn't go away. It wouldn't stop until we, well, knocked her out. A huh. buzzing? Like, something that she was hearing close by or I all you, around I her? I do not know. I wonder if it was 
trauma from the bees. The bees. Um, did she did she show any? Uh, I guess when you have been healing her, did she show any other types of wounds? Was there any type of poison infliction? Because I know that those bees had some type of stinger attached to them. Is there anything shown on her that could be wrong? Not as far as we know. And she kind of gestures and says, I apologize, I'm going to need to leave shortly here. There are quite a few people who I need to tend to. But many of these individuals have been afflicted with whatever these buzz beasts had in their stingers. And this is not that. But head injuries can be fickle things. You never really know what's happened. Okay. I guess... uh. Let's just try waking her up for a short time. I know she might be screaming, but we just need to see if we can get any information out of her. Right, and she sighs a little bit and goes, okay, okay. And she says, she walks up and she puts her hand on Lena's arm. And you, Uther, feel that little tickle in the back of your head as magic passes through. My senses. (laughs) Lena's eyes actually close a little bit and the cleric hurriedly backs away. And leaves you to it and goes to tend to somebody else. Great. Okay. Um, I guess I'll rest my hand on her arm again and just kind of quietly try to stir her, not to startle her, but just kind of a slow bringing her back. As you rest your hand on her arm, you hear a... <gasps> and she, like, leaps up. And you, her other hand goes and grabs down on yours. And she starts hitting your hand repeatedly. She goes, no, no, no. Lena, no, Lena, no, Lena, it's okay, no, it's okay, it's okay. No. It's okay, Lena, 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 it's it's Caitlin, it's Caitlin. And and as she kind of looks at you, her head is shaking. She can't quite focus on you. Um, Her eyes are kind of darting everywhere at once. And as she twitches a little, she looks at you and she says, Caitlin, yeah, yeah, Lena, it's me. And she holds her hand up to her head as though she's in pain. Oh, I know, your head probably hurts a lot, but buzzing won't stop. What are you, are you just, do you hear buzzing constantly? It's, it's in my, do you not hear that? It's in my head. I don't, I I think you took a really hard head injury. So it might take a little while for that to heal up. Ow, ow. Just stay, stay with me for a bit. We just, I I gotta talk to you about a few things. Um, She just continues to kind of grasp her head. You're not really sure whether or not she understands what you're saying. Okay. Okay. Lena, yesterday when we were giving... Wait, was it yesterday or is it still same day? I don't know. Okay. I think it it was same day. (laughs) Okay. Lena, earlier when we were giving the tours, did you see anyone go into the meadery outside of the tour groups? She kind of looks at you and she, she, you see her kind of think about it for a moment and then she starts grabbing her head again. Ah, tours. We were giving tours. Yes. The festival. The festival. What happened at the festival? A lot happened. I know. We'll, we'll, we'll take it one step at a time, but let's just go back to where we had the tours. Do you remember seeing anything out of the ordinary? Seeing anyone who shouldn't be somewhere? Do you remember um, anything like that? Um, and she kind of thinks and thinks and thinks. She goes, between Taurus, um, who went in? We saw the next tour group. We saw the guard rotations. I saw Littlefellow looked 
looked very frail, and she kind of turns and sees you with her and goes, oh, he's here. Um, <laughs> I wave. Correct. <laughs> and then she says, uh, Dervish. Dervish was there. Okay. Mr. Knighton was there. Where did you see Dervish and Knighton? They came in through the tour group door. They were having some sort of discussion. I ow, went towards manager's office. And then we okay. started the tour, but that's not unusual. They worked there. Right. I know that we talked to... Um, oh, what was his name? Lucian? Lathai. Lucian, thank you. I know that we talked to Lucian, and he brought up that it was a little bit odd for Knighton to be there at that time. Do you know, maybe, did you catch anything that they were talking about in their discussion? Have you asked Graham? Um, we will later. Make a deception yeah. check. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 19. 19. Just, you should probably ask him. I know that he and Alzin had been talking for a while about something. I, I don't really know what, but that's all I really know. I don't make it my business to spy on the managers, you see. And she kind of laughs a little, and she goes, <laughs> ow, ow, ow. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. All right, uh, so they came in through the tour group door, and then they went towards the manager office. That's what I remember, yes. Okay. Um, and then you said, did you follow them towards the manager's office? No, the tour started after that. Nabot was on that one. I think you were finishing up the last group. Interesting, okay. Have you asked her? Um, She's with, um, Graham. <laughs> oh my gosh! That wasn't a lie. That wasn't a lie. <laughs> wasn't a lie. Uh, no, it wasn't a lie. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to make a bullshit check. <laughs> <laughs> it's a d20 minus my middle finger. <laughs> so a 19. Um, okay, she says, yeah. They, they might know. And she gets tired. Okay. Need need to rest now. Yeah, you lay down. Rest your head. I, I hope that you heal fast. I'm going to look at my bag. I think I actually have Mama Freya bread. Okay. I that would like to give her potion. some. Yes, I would love this to give her some Mama things. Freya bread. Okay. Um, as she kind of lays back down, you, you walk up and you offer the bread. And she kind of grabs it and she says, Oh, this looks good. And then she passes out. <laughs> I took it underneath her arm so she can have it later. Perfect. <laughs> arm bread. Arm bread. Okay, so we are actually going to go ahead and end the episode there. Um, before I do the official outro, I wanted to give a quick note to the five of you as players. The way that this is designed, this next little section of your adventure, is a little bit different from what I typically do as a DM, and it's really going to require a lot of thought on your end. Mm, I have <laughs> everything. What was that? So that's not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Bill might be better at thinking than Gork. Bill and has may... the same intelligence. intelligence <laughs> as Gork. That's a shame. He's just you a nicer know. barbarian. You, you never know when you're going to need to think with your fists or your head <laughs> or anything else you might put through a wall. Um, but that being said, I'm leaving it up to you 
to figure out what happened here. I have the people who are involved. I have the clues that are necessary, but it's going to be up to you as a party to ask the right questions and ask the questions of the right people. I'm so all over this like butter on bread. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And if you have any questions about that or what that's going to entail, feel free to ping me about that offline. Okay. Sounds good. All right. That being said, thank you very much for tuning in to another episode of the Roaring D20s. Hopefully you are enjoying this as much as we are enjoying making it. It's going to be very interesting seeing how this murder mystery turns out because we have one dead manager, one dead owner, one escaped buzz um, bee dragon. <laughs> <laughs> And okay, several call suspicious individuals. Bum, 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 Will bum. they find out who done it? Find out next time. No, it definitely <laughs> won't be next time. But yeah, th- again, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, thank you for everyone who has given us so many awesome comments. Uh, thank you for everyone who's given us feedback. As always, if you have any comments, if you liked the show, be sure to let us know on social media. We have all of our social media links in the description. And again, as always, if you hated it, be sure to ping Caitlin about that specifically. Um, She'll make sure to pass it on to the rest of us. (laughs) All right. Thank you very much, folks, and we'll see you in two weeks. Bye, everybody. everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.